back to another episode of Serving Up Cinema. I'm back here today, and today we're talking kind of raunchy comedies. I haven't covered any movies like this yet on this podcast. I've stuck to a lot of dramas and horrors and mainstream stuff, but I have a friend with me today, uh, May Cruisenclaus. Hi. I'm glad you're here. Um, and we know each other from college, right? So... Mm-hmm. It only made sense for us to talk about these movies, I guess. They are very college-heavy. A little bit of an exaggeration, but we're covering Neighbors and Neighbors 2. Both of these movies, they're interesting. They have a lot to stay, to uh, to say, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. The first one came out in 2014, and the second one came out in 2016. So, I guess we were both in high school for when these came out, so... I can mm-hmm. tell that's why I, I like the movies a lot more when I watched them when I was younger than I did now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like a, a drastic change. I was like, at first I felt like I kind of identified with all these like crazy frat guys and the sorority girls and like, they just want to party and have fun. And, yeah. and I watched it this time and I'm like, oh man, this is too much. Like they're doing too much. I don't know. I, I, I felt more like I was kind of on par with, like, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. And I was like, they're just trying to sleep, you know? Like, they just want to sleep at night. And these these crazy kids are partying all the time. Yeah, they, um... Well, personally, I've never joined a sorority. And I've never been to a frat party. Been to a few parties in my time, but none of those things. And so when I would see the things that they were doing, I'm like, I have a hard time believing that um, most of the parties are like that. But it is a movie, so they have to make it a little bit more dramatic. Yeah, I mean, I I thought I one thing that I really liked though, I really liked the design of the the frat house. Like I thought it was really cool and really neat how they did all the lights and everything. Just like, oh, yeah. you know, the production value was there when it came to the frat house. But sure, it looked like a way more fun club. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just kind of I was thinking about that too. I was like, this is not how these college parties go like even if like i remember going down to some the ut campus and everything and they're bigger you know they're a lot bigger but it's not i don't think uh young adults try as hard as as they were uh necessarily in this movie right (laughs) i don't think so either i don't know i think it's kind of neat though because i i first started watching the first movie right i got about 30 minutes in and i was like wow this is just really stupid. Like I, I get that they like laid the they laid the groundwork for the story, right? We've got Mac and um, Kelly, Mac and Kelly, and they are literally, literally just had a baby, like newborn parents, still trying to figure out how to be parents. It, it looks like, which I think is kind of funny because a lot of people struggle with that, you know. And that's where I kind of started to get this inkling of maybe behind all these like fart jokes and dick jokes like maybe there's something here that we can we can dig out and as the movie went along it does talk about a lot of stuff it does cover a lot of pretty i think relevant topics especially with people around our age and i'd never really thought about that before i was just like here for like the airbag pranks and everything with the airbags i loved i was like i need more airbags i I, what would have been the the first one, right? They did yeah. the airbags. 
and they were trying to find all of them because I guess they had like what four missing. Yeah, four missing from the car. <laughs> yeah, that, and when Seth Rogen was like tapping on his baby's um, <laughs> bed, yeah. I was like, maybe they wouldn't put it on the baby's crib. But you know, I don't know. But it was funny. I think in general, like them picking Seth Rogen and Rose to be the characters were was pretty spot on. Like, um, I for I mean, I don't know how many movies you've seen with uh, Rose in it, um, yeah. but I think she's hilarious. And like, I think she's one of those actors that doesn't even necessarily mean to be funny, but she's, like naturally funny. And um, same with Seth Rogen. So I think they were brilliant on picking those two and the way that they interacted with one another seemed really natural to me. See, I I liked them at first, but the thing about the first movie is I thought they just had so much banter. You know, like, mm-hmm. I liked the parts where they were, like, talking back and forth at home. But, man, they were so cringy when they were talking to the fraternity guys, which I understand. Like, that was the whole bit that they were doing, you know? Mm-hmm. But after a while, I was like, oh, like, this is just hard for me to, like, get through. It's just they're acting so corny and... Yeah. All of like Seth Rogen walking out with the flat bill on, trying to you know um, <laughs> relate. I guess I don't know, but I think I think it's funny. Like a lot of times, that's how I kind of I kind of feel with like you know the TikTokers. Like I just don't relate. Like I just don't. It took relate. me forever just to get on TikTok. Like I I was one of those that was like I am not not going to download it. But I think it depends on what your um algorithm algorithm is. Yeah, yeah mine's mainly dog so whatever but Fair no i don't relate to like the the 13 year olds dancing to these dances and stuff i just i don't know i i like the character of teddy i like that he starts off as like you know he is on top of the world and as you probably like that's probably how it goes you know you're president of a big fraternity at some state college i bet they're all big wigs you know mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting, just like the whole, like not taking school seriously, living for the life of the party. And what does that get you, you know, after, after college, it's kind of funny too. Cause like, I never took, I didn't take college extremely, extremely serious. Like there were several times where (laughs) I had an exam on (laughs) Monday morning, first thing. And I was out Saturday, Sunday night, you know, like, so I think that's kind of funny. Like it really, it really kind of harps on that. Like maybe you should have taken college more seriously. Yeah. I think for him, especially because uh, the, the part where he's in the front of Abercrombie. Yeah. And um, he's like, yeah, maybe I should have paid a little bit more attention. <laughs> and so I wouldn't have to do this. And, um, but it's very relatable. I get it. You know, he's, he's sad that he's having to move on from something that he's, been very passionate about for the last four years and there was just a lot of funny parts in the movie i think there was one scene where he was um doing math on weed do you remember that oh yeah i did great math great math <laughs> he's like man you're really good at math and he's like no i'm horrible at math he's good i'm good on weed. <laughs> and they like uh oh, that was so funny though I, so so many of those jokes were just like on point yeah i i liked when he was talking about the math thing and he was they switched i think this is in the second movie but they they like switched it to um meat and he was like why would i be buying all these steaks like all these logical <laughs> questions it's so good and I, I like the dynamic that teddy had with pete uh dave franco's character too like they both kind of were 
like living for this fraternity, but you can see them like growing separately. Pete's taking more caution into like, how is he going to live his life? And Teddy's just worried about the old people next door causing mm -hmm. their fraternity problems. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I thought that was pretty neat too. I mean, it was weird. I had a very weird experience watching this movie because it was just like, it was so much humor that was in your face. Mm -hmm. And then behind it all, it was just like, well, let's cover, you know, once you get out of college, what do you do? Like, if you didn't do well, how do you recoup? If you did do well, how do you move on? And then you had all of those questions for the younger people in this movie. And then for the older people, it's like, how do we coexist as, you know, husband and wife? How do we, are we going to be good parents? Are we going to be bad parents? Like, how do we properly take care of their kid? I didn't like how often they left their kid at home alone, though. I, know. I did not like that at all. Like, they had the baby monitor, but I was like, why would you do that? They do that like six times in this movie. Right. Well, I mean, in reality, that would never happen, you know? Yeah. It would, I can only imagine what it would be like to live in a very nice community and then all of a sudden a fraternity moves in. And then the part that gets me is where they're like, we need to get everybody in the neighborhood against them, you know, yeah, to make team. And then all of a sudden they're like helping everyone in the community. And um, yeah, I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I, I wouldn't like it for sure. I forgot about that part. They're doing like all their like community <laughs> service. And like cutting grass with old people and like giving cookies to the grannies and helping kids with math and stuff. I thought it was funny because it like pans over and there's just, uh, there's that one guy, um, McLovin. It's, it's McLovin, but he's like, he's like talking to this older woman and Seth Rogen's like, oh, Mrs. Marshall or whatever her name is. And they like kiss. Like, do you remember that oh, part? Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh God. I think you're so much better than that. <laughs> and the, the movie's so chaotic too. Like it, at a point it gets very difficult to follow. I feel like, like it's just like, they're just mm -hmm. trying to get back at each other. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I thought the, f the first part of the movie was like, okay, let's lay the groundwork. Let's talk about these things that we're going to talk about. And then in the, the whole middle was just like them pranking each other, which was like parts were funny. Like I really liked the, um, the Robert De Niro party. Love that scene. Yes. Yes. And they were all making like different versions and they're like wrong movie for one of them. Oh yeah, they were because it was uh, it was an Al Pacino quote from Scent of a yeah. Woman, which is really funny. I loved Dave Franco playing. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Robert De Niro from uh, Meet the Fockers, and he's like, <laughs> "Look who it is! It's Jinxie Cat!" You know, like that stuff killed me. He did such a good impression too. I was kind of blown away by that. Yeah, Dave Franco is really funny. Did you feel like the movie was like super watchable, like all the way through? Cause I had to like pause it and like come back to it after a couple hours. I got about halfway through and I was like, I don't know if I can do all this in one sitting. Not the first one. I personally, I've, I've really enjoyed the second one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's because they're all girls. And so it's a little bit easier for me to watch. And it's like funnier to me Yeah. at certain parts of the movie. But the first one, um, I mean, I think it's funny. I kind of get the movies a little mixed up. A lot of the same stuff happens, so, like, that makes sense to yeah. me. Like, it, it's a lot of the same kind of, like, formula and things happening. Same sort of, like, pranks, because they have a lot of callbacks to the first movie and the second one. 
Have you, um, there was one that one quote that they say that I've always kind of wanted to know, like, do guys actually follow with that when they say bros before hoes? <laughs> Is that? I think it depends on the bros, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends, you know, it depends on what stage of life you're in. Like they, they talk about the bros before hoes thing, but they're also college frat guys and right. Like their life is that fraternity and their life is their brotherhood. You know, like that's, that's probably the most important thing to them on their priority list at that point. At least that's how it's depicted in the movie. And that's why it causes such a stir when um, Pete ends up hooking up with Teddy's girlfriend, which is very strange to, to see when you realize what happens in the second movie with Pete. Right. (laughs) I mean, I think like, as you get older, you know, obviously depends on what relationship you're in. Like if you're in a very like um, serious relationship, I feel like a hoe could come before a bro. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you're in a frat, it's probably all about bros before hoes. Now, yeah. now on the other end of the spectrum in the second movie, they question that again. So is it hoes before bros? Like, is that a thing <laughs> or, or does that change? You know, like, I don't know. I've never been put in that situation. Cause so, cause my friend Zoe and I, we have made it very clear that we're not interested in the same people. So it would never, but yeah, I guess that's true. You know, different stages of life. If I guess if I'm older and a hoe comes between. <laughs> a hoe comes down the street. You know? Yeah. Then uh, we probably have a problem. But no, I don't, I don't think that's, that's real, but I don't know. <laughs> I think the first movie kind of wraps up kind of nicely to, you know, you get Teddy at Abercrombie and Fitch, which is really funny because that's such a like canceled thing now. I, I, I watch both of these movies and I'm like, it's really interesting. Just like, at least with the um, society, right? Like I feel like we were at the end of the cusp of, you know, frat guys are really cool. Frat guys are like, everybody wants to hang out with the frat guys. Everybody wants to do Greek life, you know? And like Greek life's still huge at other schools. And like, we probably can't speak to that because they had no Greek life at Carson Newman, obviously. Um, We didn't even have fraternities. There were like two of those sororities, whatever they were. Yeah, they were sororities, but they did like community service. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I shouldn't really be laughing about it, but yeah, whatever. It's just one of those things, you know, but I think it's kind of interesting. Like in the second movie, even though it came out just two years later, there's such like a shift in culture, I feel like, where... Mm -hmm in the the opening of the second movie and I'll, I'll talk about the second movie because i liked it a lot more i thought it was more i thought you know they probably made a lot of money off the first movie and then they could probably talk about the things they wanted to talk about in the second movie because usually i don't like sequels better you know usually the original is always better but i thought this movie was much better than the first movie okay. but i love the opening where um, like Chloe Grace Moretz is struggling with this like sorority and the, and Selena Gomez is uh, in the scene too. And they talk about like how sororities aren't allowed to throw parties, but fraternities are. And like how that's a big problem to her, which like, I'm like, yes, it should like, why that is not, that is absolutely not fair. And, and you know, the sororities, I didn't either. I, I don't, is it actually a thing you think? I don't know. I have no I, idea. I didn't know that was a thing. So I guess somebody's going to have to answer that one for us. But then they kind of get like pushed into going to this fraternity party, which is 
the vibes are super off. It is very creepy, and I know that like young college men can totally be creepy, and they there are a lot of creepy men out there, and I think it did a good job of like putting that into perspective versus the first movie because I watched them back to back, and it's like in the first movie. The frat guys are the kings, you know, like they really kind of, they show, they poke a lot of holes in them throughout just kind of like, because, you know, a lot of them are dumb and they just care about the party and whatever, but they don't really like full on attack them like they do in the second movie where they're like, these guys are creepy. We can't have a space of our own to be able to enjoy our own time without all these arrows pointing upstairs, you know? And I think that's a really relevant thing. There's even a quote in the, in this movie that's like, don't drink the punch, which is like, I've heard that before, especially yeah. going down to UT. Everybody's like, don't drink the punch. Yeah. Been told that a lot. But I don't know. What, what did you kind of think about like that, that kind of like shift? No. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, like I said, I think I relate a lot to like the girls um, and feeling that way. Cause um well, honestly, I didn't really go to many parties while I was in college. I mean, I think maybe my sophomore year, I went a little bit more ham because I just I had just recently turned 21. You guys used to go to Joe. <laughs> I know all about that. Yeah, so relating back to that that, <laughs> that thing that you were talking about, having a test the next day and then going out, you know, Monday or going out Sunday. And then it's always awkward when you would go back to school. Yeah. And at the time, if you weren't 21, you would have like your your hands written all over. I have a really funny story about that. But yeah. Go ahead. This is really funny because um, I'm going to give a shout out to um, Dawson and Elena Campbell. They live out here now. So like I hang out with them like once a week, every other week or something. But we always talk about um, I had a speech class with Dawson and I did terrible in speech. I did awful. But anyways, I was like giving a speech. It was the only speech I made an A on too, which is the kicker. But like you just... Like, I just want you to imagine, I want you to have a mental image. You know how long my hair was and how ratty it was and everything. Well, I mean, just hair everywhere. I was wearing the clothes I had worn the night before. I had a bunch of like punch stains on my shoes. It was just bad. I had the no on my hands. I'm standing here and I'm giving a speech in this class because I just barely got there in time. And then Dawson took a video of him showing the rest of the class this video while I'm giving the speech. And it's of me, like, tearing up the dance floor at the Joe the night before, just, like, three sheets into the wind, not a care in the world. like, And I'm, like, just absolutely struggling to give this speech. Um, it's definitely one of those, like, you had to been there moments. But, man, like, I'll never forget it as long as I live. I wish I had experienced that. Speaking of Dawson, I was thinking the other day, relating back to this college experience and stuff. Yeah. You know, you and you and Andrew only lived like what three doors down from me and Zoe. Yeah, yeah. I, we were neighbors. No, we were <laughs> we were neighbors. Exactly. <laughs> and um, we were at your apartment for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And everybody, I couldn't tell you where anybody was. Like, I know Zoe and I arrived together. Yeah. But I don't know what happened to her after that. Yeah. And I got so drunk, and I think you were all playing beer pong in your kitchen. Probably, yeah. I just, I was just freaking done. And so I remember sitting on your kitchen floor and poor Dawson felt so bad for me and sat yeah. next to me and was just talking, like having casual conversation. I couldn't tell you what it was about. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's happening. And then Andrew Arthur came and brought me, gave me your all's crackers. Oh, well, that's good. And I just sat and 
eat on your kitchen floor, just eating crackers. And then I think you like volunteered to like walk me back to my house. And I was like, no. Yeah. And I <laughs> well, I think I, I think I remembered because I, I remembered that one time that you guys came over. Well, I also, I think I also remember this because um, you sent me a Snapchat story not too long ago and I was just like sitting on my couch, but it was when we were drinking like that, um, we called it Shrek juice because it was just like really gross and like dark green. I couldn't tell you a lot of the things I drank in college and I don't know why I did it, but I did it, you know, and that's part of, that will always be part of me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that's funny. I kind of remember that, I think. Oh, man. I think another really like standout thing uh, for this movie too um, is just the cast. Like the cast is great. It's very extensive too. Like a lot of very like noticeable names. Chloe, I think it's just so funny in this movie. I don't know why. And then um, her name is Beanie Feldstein, I think. She plays Nora. Oh, I yeah. Hilarious too, without even trying to be. Oh, oh. And then before she became famous, but Aquafina. When oh, I, I forgot Aquafina's in this movie, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's probably like one of the first movies she's ever done. I mean, I don't know if it's the first one she's done, but yeah, brilliant on in her part. I think all the girls that they picked, I mean, couldn't have been better. But yeah, because Chloe, not Chloe, I'm sorry, but the girl that plays Nora when they when she first tries to get into that party and like Chloe and them are like only having to pay like what ten dollars to get into their party, ten dollars, yeah. let that girl in. They were like, no, and she like forced her way in. I I thought well, and when I was watching this movie too, I was like, so that's why she got casted for Booksmart. Have you seen Booksmart before? So I'm not a huge Olivia Wilde fan anymore after Don't Worry, Darling. But her first movie, Booksmart, is really good, and it's it's kind of it's kind of in the vein of what Neighbors is. It's just, Neighbors two. It's just less. Um, less goofy honestly and it's more it's more kind of grounded but it's the same kind of story i I can tell that's why they casted her in that she's great in that movie but um yeah those like main four actresses for the the sorority of this movie is is huge all their careers have taken off it's kind of crazy to and i i like that like i like that i'm seeing them in like technically a raunchy comedy movie because Mm -hmm. Like I was talking about earlier, I just feel like these movies don't get made as much anymore. Mm-hmm. A big thing with comedy, too, is comedy never really does well at the box office. But in the in the olden days when we had DVDs, right, <laughs> they would make a ton of money in DVD sales afterwards. So it would basically be like a second box office for these movies. And so like that's where they could put their production budget in because they knew they were going to make that back. But with right. streaming, that doesn't exist anymore. So it's like if you go and you try to look up like a a comedy movie kind of like these movies, they're either super low budget, the production value's low. Like even for like Seth Rogen, like Seth Rogen's kind of veering off into more serious stuff now. You know, he's not really like the comedy guy as much anymore. Well, I think with people today, you have to be really careful about what you say. Yeah. The things that you want to act in and play in and i i mean maybe i'm wrong but i didn't necessarily find anything in either one of these movies that wouldn't be able to be okay with today's date Mm -hmm. um, because these movies were made a little while back ago but yeah i I do think it's interesting that people are having to be kind of careful about the characters that they play yeah but i think that's also kind of the brilliance of neighbors and neighbors too and grown-ups and all those kind of 
raunchy comedy movies is that they didn't necessarily care about what they could say in a movie and and it being interpreted wrong yeah i i totally agree that's why i like this movie so much is like they just didn't care you know they were whipping out this type of drug and this thing they're doing and and whatever and they just you know it's just funny that because like i maybe it's like to me the part and I, I mean, I think it's funny, so I'm not against it. But the part yeah. where they put all the girls in a bikini and they're all like jumping on the man on Seth Rogen's car, you know, trying to make it very hard for him to leave. I don't know if that would be okay now. Like if they would still do that now yeah, um, because of whatever they think. But I, I just think that clip is so funny because the girl or um, Rose comes out and like sprays him with water. He's like, you're only making them hotter. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I I kind of noticed that too. Like there were several things where I was like, it's kind of interesting. It kind of changed my perspective of it. Cause at first I was like, ah, oh, like, I don't know about that. It, like even the stuff in the first movie where like all the guys like d- had to make money. So they all made dildos and they had them like all over the, the table for you to like pick who you wanted, you know? Like I was just kind of like, you know, it was funny though because I think one guy they made a ton of money. The guy was like, "Do you want to buy this one?" And the girls would be like, "No, we want that one." <laughs> oh, Pete! Yeah, Pete was always like, um, he always had some kind of like um, weird thing, which makes sense because in the next movie we find out that he's actually gay. Yeah, and getting married, and that's the whole thing that Teddy's struggling with. It's crazy. You kind of see a lot of that in the first movie too. That he's kind of like insecure. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why. Yeah, I think there was one part in um, Neighbors 2, is towards the end, that I thought really brought out Teddy's character. But, I mean, there's multiple parts where Teddy, you could tell that there was, like, some sensitive spots to him. Like, the, um, mm-hmm. I think it was something about, um, oh, oh, when when their freshman, I guess, that was in the fraternity um, was being played by the older people and he had to wear those glasses. And mm-hmm. they were trying to get him, you know to do something and he eventually took him into a room was like hey man are you okay you know and it's like it's so sweet because they they picture him in one way but he's actually a whole nother way and then like the in neighbors too where they were about to be done with taking the girls down or something or getting rid of them and he was asking the older people like are we still gonna hang out like yeah. are we gonna talk and it's just i, I don't know i think that part's kind of sweet it's funny because it's like you know that character but in reality, I think he just always wanted to feel like he belonged. And I think that's why the yeah. fraternity is so important to him. Well, I mean, he, he talks about that, too, in the second movie. You know, he's really harsh on that. He's like, you know, am I a value to you? Which I think is like, that is such a strong question for anybody to say in a comedy movie. Like, am I a value to you? Like, do I matter to you? Am I a part of, like, your family? You know, like... And even even Seth Rogen says, um, you know, who is who is Teddy? You know, I had to ask myself, who is Mac and and who I the person I wanted to be? And I was just kind of blown away in the second movie because I was like, these are really big questions that they're answering right now. Right. Um, And I, I Teddy Teddy goes through a lot of turmoil like he's I think that's why like his character, I think, is one of my favorites, because at the heart of who he is, you know, we know he's not really a bad guy. He just right. does all this stuff because he wants to live legendary in the on the wall of Delta Psi. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what he wants to do. But in the second movie, you see him kind of come to terms with where he's been and 
and like how he needs to move forward and how he can't hold on to the past. And I think that's a very relevant thing um, that people encounter a lot when they graduate college. And it's kind of like, what do we do now? What, <laughs> where do we go? You know, especially with like us graduating, like around the, the pandemic, everybody's like, well, what the hell do we do now? Yeah. We didn't get the, I mean, I feel like we didn't get the proper like transition into adulthood. It was more, yeah. it was more like college is over, figure it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's very relatable on, on Teddy's thing is like, well, for four years, I've only known this. So like, what do I do now? Cause you know, you do go from kindergarten to your senior yeah. year of college. It's like, all you know is school <laughs> and all you know is how to study and then you have a test and you know and all that kind of stuff so it is kind of scary from the jump of after college and i i also think like the the main like core three of the sorority um mm -hmm. shelby i i can't believe shelby. how hard yeah. i've struggled to remember their names it's yeah shelby nora and beth yeah shelby nora and beth and i i really liked how they kind of turned the the concept of the first movie on its head. And it was like, they are wanting to participate in the sorority for the right reasons. You know, it's not, it's not about the party. It's not about, um, at first it's about the party, right? Like, that's what they want at first is like, they want to be able to party on their own. But I think by the end of the movie, we realized that, you know, it's not just about the party. It's about being, ha being able to have sisterhood and being able to have that, away from the reaches of a bunch of men, you know, like, I, I, I think that's a strong thing. And I, I, like they talk about with their parties, they're like, we need to have a party that's going to make us money. We need to dress a little hotter and we need to not have the parties that make us feel empowered. And I thought that was a really big line where it's like, she's going against everything that she believes so that she can make this work to achieve that sisterhood, which I thought was really strong. And I, like I said, like, it's crazy to me that like these kind of like questions and things are being talked about in this movie that is full of just jokes and whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that's why I do like the second one so much more is because the first one is, you know, a lot of girls just shaking it and having no clothes on pretty much. Yeah. And then the second one really shows, I think a really good insight on what girls actually think. Cause it's like, it's fun going to those parties, I guess, but it's also just nice having parties with just the girls and, you know, doing what we like to do. Like when they, like when they watched um, The Fault in Our Stars, like I thought that was, it was so funny because it's like so real though. Like, yeah. Like for me, it's like I was so much rather going to a party with, I mean, I don't want to, but if I were to have to pick on what kind yeah. of party I'd want to go to, it probably would be like just going to see a movie or going to, you know, having a party of just girls there, you know, it's an interesting concept that there's just no guys, you know? And then, mm -hmm. like you said, eventually when they realize that things are about to hit the fan and rent is due and they need to find a way to make money. But um, no, yeah, that was a very important part, I think, in the movie is not losing, you know, why you're doing this together. And I think that when when Rose steps in and yells at them through the window, you know, and she's like, get it together, <laughs> you know, and because they're the ones that are fighting with them. But at the end of the day, they are just college kids, you know, I'm yeah. sure they've messed up things to you. But at the end of the day, you know, they are just kids. And so it's it's interesting to see the dynamic of the a parent eventually having to step in and being like, you guys got this, you know, 
Yeah. Well, I I think I think they kind of impart a lot of their like quote unquote like older wisdom on on like and you see that with Teddy's character, even Pete's character. Like Pete is the one that I feel like starts to realize like during the feud in the first movie that like you know, he doesn't he doesn't care about this. He's ready to move on, go to arch- architecture school, whatever. Um and I think that's because of all this pressure coming from Mac and Kelly and they start to realize like, Hey, I need to make changes to my life. And you see that in the the second movie with the girls, like that's when they start to kind of figure out like, Hey, let's just be more creative about this problem rather than just fighting. And they come up with that whole thing where they end up buying the house off of them or renting the house off of them for like overflow. And it's this place where, um, even the other sororities come in and say, Hey, you did it. Like, we want to be a part of this. We don't want to be stuck in the same cycle of Greek life. You know, I, th- I thought it was really cool, really wrapped up nicely. It did wrap up nicely. It's, um, yeah. Neighbors two is definitely probably the better one. Yeah, I think so too. I think it, it kind of illustrates a lot of really important questions and, um, but I think it's, I think it's funnier. Like I, I really, I really thought the comedy was like more spot on in the, in the second movie. I thought it was more subtle and more smart. And just like when it was really, st- wasn't that yeah, it wasn't nearly as raunchy. I thought like, cause in the first movie, like I just couldn't handle the, um, she had like the, the dick around her neck is <laughs> just too much. And I also couldn't do, could not deal at all with the, um, the whole like breastfeeding scene. Oh yeah. 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 That was pretty random. <laughs> It was just, and that's what I felt. I felt like it was random and they just did that. So like Seth Rogen could line up all of his like milk jokes in the next mm-hmm. scene. And it just felt like they just improv that and thought it would be funny. But I was like, this lends nothing to the, to yeah, the rest just... of the story. I don't know. Do you have like any, uh, any like final thoughts or anything? Like what, what would your takeaway be from, from watching these two movies? I think they did a really good job on putting a funny comedy movie with a lot of inside of what college kids do kind of go through. I mean, I don't, I don't think at UT university that they would be okay with their fraternity selling their dildos, you know, I don't think in reality that would be, that would fly, (laughs) but I do think it's funny or not funny, but I do think it's a, it's nice that they showed like, Zac Efron's character kind of freaking out about college and you know his best friend having to be like you're only freaking out of these old people because you think that you're going to end up like them pretty much Mm -hmm. is what he says to him and then him unsure of what he wants to do and then when they play poker yeah I think it's the second one and they're talking about their jobs and what they do and he's like you know Abercrombie they they stopped doing the the physical male models now so you know, when he, I don't, I don't remember what he said that he's trying to do, but yeah, uh, it's very relatable, I think, to college students not knowing what is the next step. And I do think, you know, kind of like how the older people have like a midlife crisis of what do I do now? You know, I've already had my career, I already have kids, and what do I do? Yeah. You know, and it's the same for college kids. It's like we're, well, I mean, we've already been through it, but that they're terrified of what is the next thing, you know, that we don't have a job already lined up, assuming for the average. Mm. And we don't want to constantly having to serve at a restaurant for the oh, rest yeah. of our lives. You know, we want to be the ones that go back in 10 years and saying what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really relatable. And 
I think the movies just did a really good job at showing that. I think that was mainly more of the first part, first movie of under, you know, that transition. I think the second one's more about friendship and, um, you know, I think that's also kind of nice too, but I mean, overall I would watch the movies again. It probably wouldn't be something I'd watch like how I watch Forrest Gump anytime, but um, I would watch Forrest Gump anytime. Yes. I love Forrest Gump. That's cool though. I'm Is that, is that your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Would you consider? Okay. Well, cool. I don't know between Napoleon dynamite and Forrest another good Gump, choice. Yeah. I'm not, I think Napoleon dynamite would probably be my first one. Mm-hmm. but I really do enjoy Forrest Gump. Yeah, no, Neighbors, I think it's funny. I think they had a lot of good um, messages, I guess, to tell people. That's kind of where I'm at, is I really like the kind of ongoing commentary about kind of like both sides of it, right? I, like, I love that they, they talk about college kids, and like I love that they talk about like how stupid we are. And I thought it was really funny. I didn't say anything about it, but... Um, from the first movie to the second movie, I love how Mac and Kelly were like, these girls are so much smarter. Like it's so, it's so much harder to, to like break them down than the men, which, you know, is definitely probably true. Um, the girls are definitely smarter in the second movie. They did the, all their pranks are way better, I think, and well (laughs) thought out. But anyways, I like that they, they have that commentary on college. They have the commentary on getting older and having kids and like, if you're going to be a good parent or not, or if you're prepared to be a parent. But I think that movie does such a good, like both of them do such a good job of that and making sure that all the the characters really have a heart and are all very interesting. Even um, the side characters, Jimmy and... um, Paula? Yeah, Paula. Even when they pop up, they even kind of have their own thing where they are divorced and they get back together and they decide to have a kid. Besides the point, I think they took the time to really make sure that all these characters did feel human at some point, um, aside from all the jokes and everything. And I think that that's what both these movies do so well, um, is that they, they have all this relevant stuff that they want to talk about, right? And they just cover it up with dick jokes and fart jokes and even like the girls like throwing their tampons on the window like stuff like that that's yes. just like outrageous you know just absolutely outrageous <laughs> daddy goes that's disgusting <laughs> but that that makes it more it makes it more like attainable for people that aren't looking to learn about that stuff by watching these movies they just want to like go have a good time and just goof goof off and have all these goofy crazy moments you know and they have that shock value, which is what I think is like really smart because I think a lot of comedy movies now try to push too far into like, this is what we want to talk about and they don't disguise it very well. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. They also did touch on, um, and I'm not sure if we've talked about it, but how parents, they made something, they made a line in the first movie about um, just because their parents doesn't mean that they still can't have fun. Yeah. And um, Paula, the character, is like, you guys need to come out, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, let's just bring the baby. (laughs) In reality, I don't think that would be, you know, good. Well, we we saw that, too, because by the time they got everything that they needed, they fell asleep the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Woke up like four hours later. Yeah. (laughs) But they tried. Yeah, they they tried. They did end up being able to party, you know, so I think it's nice that they did show that they were able to do that and you know just because they are parents doesn't mean that they can't you know have fun i don't think they need to go as as hard as they went you know leaving their baby at home oh yeah 
with no one to watch but no one to watch at all but it's fine you know they still they still got to do what they wanted to do and well on the other side of the spectrum too like just because these kids are in college and they like to party that doesn't mean that they can't also grow up a little bit you know like i think that's both sides like they they cover both of those sides really well but neighbors neighbors too i'm kind of like you i don't think i'll watch it all the time I had not seen either one of these movies since they came out until you texted me about doing this. So yeah, I don't... it was not like these movies were not on my radar to have on the podcast, but I'm glad that we did this because, you know, raunchy comedies have value, you know, they do like they have, they have things that they need to say too. And I think a lot of people throw comedy under the bus because they think it's just for a good laugh. And it is, but like, there are other things that, those movies can do as well. And I think that's important. So I'm glad we talked yeah. about them. Me too. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and chat with me. This was super fun. I'm glad, I'm glad we got to talk. It's been so long. I know. Maybe next time I'll, I'll bring the redhead in. Yeah. Maybe next time Zoe will actually show up. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, if you want to listen to more episodes like this one, um, you can check us out on Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public. I mean, we're on a ton of stuff. We also have uh, social media that we upload every week. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at Serving Up Cinema Pod. And uh, be sure to uh, keep your notifications on. Leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'll catch you next week on Serving Up Cinema. Uh-huh.